Hollywood Romances. Peter Bogdanovich and Sybil Shepherd. Written and narrated by Brad Carty. St. Jack, although critically acclaimed, was not a success financially. Peter Bogdanovich was again at a low point in his professional and personal life, now that his relationship with Sybil Shepherd was finished. Notwithstanding Sybil's litigation against Playboy, Pogdanovich had become friendly with its founder, Hugh Hefner, and spent a lot of time attending parties at the Playboy Mansion. At one of these events, Bogdanovich met a new Playboy centerfold from Canada named Dorothy Stratton. Stratton, who soon was crowned Playmate of the Year, was separated from her husband, Paul Snyder, and she and Bogdanovich eventually became a couple. Bogdanovich cast Dorothy in his next film, a 1981 comedy called They All Laughed, that co-starred Ben Gazzara and Audrey Hepburn. During the post-production of the film, Stratton was murdered by her estranged husband, who then committed suicide. The events were later made into a film directed by Bob Fosse called Star 80. Peter Bogdanovich was devastated by Dorothy Stratton's murder. He wrote a book about her called The Killing of the Unicorn, in which he blamed Hugh Hefner and the Playboy organization for exploiting her. He even accused Hefner of raping Dorothy, which she supposedly had revealed to Bogdanovich when they became a couple. In an effort to promote Dorothy as a fine comic actress who was taken from the world too soon, Bogdanovich took over the marketing of They All Laughed after it was released to tepid reviews and ticket sales. He rented theaters to show the movie. This is known in the business as forewalling and can either be a very successful or disastrous way of exhibiting films through assuming all of the risks or rewards based entirely on attendance. In the case of They All Laughed, the audiences did not show up, and Bogdanovich was forced to declare bankruptcy. Nineteen eighty five was a pivotal year for both Sybil Shepherd and Peter Bogdanovich. Shepherd had moved from movies to television, and in nineteen eighty five she was cast in the lead of a comic detective series called Moonlighting. She played a former model whose accountant has stolen all of her money, leaving her with only one asset, a detective agency in Los Angeles. The agency is run by a happy go lucky detective played in the series by a then-unknown Bruce Willis. When Shepard's character decides to get involved in the business and make it a success, she and the Willis character are forced to work together and solve mysteries while arguing almost nonstop. This relationship and the underlying sexual tension between the characters created a new template for television couples that continues to this day. Moonlighting was a hit and ran for four years. It made Willis a star, but although Sybil didn't get the same professional success as her co-star, it gave critics and audiences a chance to reevaluate her skills as a comic actress and help to erase the negative image she'd acquired during her years as the Bogdanovich homewrecker. Meanwhile, Peter had gone from being a new Hollywood wunderkind to a director for hire. 
After the personal and professional disaster of Dorothy Stratton and they all laughed, he was hired to direct Mask, a film about a severely disfigured boy and his mother, played by recent Oscar winner Cher. For the film's soundtrack, Bogdanovich had received permission from Bruce Springsteen to use several of his songs. Incredibly, the studio releasing the film thought that the movie would be more popular with songs by Bob Seger than by Springsteen, and proceeded accordingly. Bogdanovich blasted this decision in the press, which caused him to be perceived as a troublemaker by the industry. In 1988, Bogdanovich made Illegally Yours with Rob Lowe and former girlfriend Colleen Camp. The film bombed at the box office. By 1990, Moonlighting had ended and Bogdanovich needed a hit. He and Sybil Shepard decided to revisit Past Glory by filming Larry McMurtry's sequel to The Last Picture Show. The novel and film were called Texasville, and Bogdanovich managed to rehire most of the original cast of The Last Picture Show. The film showed what had happened to most of the characters from the original novel and film over the following decades. Despite its pedigree, the sequel was a box office flop, leaving Bogdanovich in an even worse position in the industry. Peter and Sybil were working together again for the first time in 15 years. Despite everything that had happened between them, they were still great friends. Shepard had divorced her second husband, but Bogdanovich was beginning his second marriage, one that shocked Hollywood. In 1998, he had married Louise Stratton, the younger sister of Dorothy. Peter Bogdanovich was 49 years old. His bride was 20. It was easy for people to assume that Peter was trying to resurrect or recreate his great love by seducing her baby sister, thus getting, at least genetically, as close to Dorothy as possible after her death. It became one more thing to mock or criticize Bogdanovich for in the movie community. Be that as it may, the couple remained married for 13 years. Bogdanovich went on to direct two other films as a director for hire. In 1992, he made a filmed version of the Broadway hit Noises Off with Carol Burnett, Michael Caine, John Ritter, and Christopher Reeve. In 1993, he directed River Phoenix in his final film role in This Thing Called Love, set in the country music industry in Nashville. In 1995, Shepard starred in a situation comedy called Sybil, in which she played a middle-aged actress trying to stay relevant in a youth-obsessed Hollywood. The series ran for three years and made a star out of co-star Christine Baranski. Meanwhile, in 1997, Bogdanovich was forced to declare bankruptcy for the second time. With no directing projects on the horizon, he returned to his roots as a film scholar and published two books of interviews with directors and actors. He also directed several television movies. In 2001, Peter directed The Cat's Meow, a movie about the murder of Hollywood director Thomas Ince. The film, which includes characters playing Charlie Chaplin and William Randolph Hearst, 
was based on rumors recounted to Bogdanovich by Orson Welles. It was a critical, if not a financial, success. Meanwhile, Bogdanovich had begun to find work as an actor, playing himself in an episode of Northern Exposure, and then as a psychiatrist in a recurring role on The Sopranos. He also became a popular podcast guest on various movie programs, in which he regaled the hosts with his stories about his friendships with movie stars and great directors, usually including his expert imitations of their voices. Sybil Shepard continued to work on television, including in two movies in which she portrayed celebrity homemaker and felon Martha Stewart. She also appeared in the TV series The L Word alongside her daughter, Clementine Ford. She appeared in a revival of The Best Man on Broadway in 2012 and continues to appear on television and on theater stages to this day. In 2000, she published her autobiography. Notably, she was kind to Bogdanovich and referred to him as her best friend. Peter Bogdanovich had a few more chances to sit in the director's chair in the 21st century. In 2007, he made a documentary about Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers called Running Down a Dream. His final fiction film was She's Funny That Way, which was co-written and produced by Louise Stratton, despite it being made more than a dozen years after their divorce. Sybil Shepard was at one point set to have a role in the film, but that changed at some point. Bogdanovich made one more film, a documentary about Buster Keaton called The Great Buster, A Celebration, in 2018. Peter Bogdanovich died on January 6, 2022, from Parkinson's disease. He was 82 years old. Upon the news of his death, there was an outpouring of tributes from actors and directors who claimed to have been influenced by him, including Quentin Tarantino and Noah Baumbach. With the scandalous affair with Sybil Shepard now half a century in the past, it was easier to judge Bogdanovich on his work rather than his public profile. The Last Picture Show remains a landmark motion picture and was chosen by the Library of Congress as an addition to the National Film Registry. Several Bogdanovich films have been re-released with restored scenes, and critics are giving them another, more generous look. Indeed, it is becoming more and more clear that a lot of the negative press Bogdanovich received for his mid-70s films was influenced by his relationship with Sybil Shepard and his perceived arrogance. Today, such factors are unknown or ignored, and the movies can be judged solely on their merits. As a result, the films of Peter Bogdanovich are likely to gain in critical respect as time goes on. And what of the relationship between the director and his first leading actress? It is notable that Peter Bogdanovich continued to have very good relationships with all of his former girlfriends. Not only Sybil, with whom he spoke on the phone nearly every day of his life, but also Colleen Camp, Patty Hansen, who later married Rolling Stones guitarist Keith Richards, and Louise Stratton. Years after their personal relationships had ended, Bogdanovich continued to have a friendship and working relationship with all of these women. Even Polly Platt, whom he had publicly humiliated with his affair with Sybil, continued to work with her ex-husband for many years. Surely this testifies to a certain magnanimity on the part of Peter Bogdanovich that can only be applauded. 
Perhaps his artistic and personal profiles will improve as the years go by. Hollywood Romances Peter Bogdanovich and Sybil Shepard Written and narrated by Brad Cartier